welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What's up guys and happy Monday. It is Annie here and I am so, so happy to be part of your Monday morning. And if you're listening to this on a day that's not Monday, I'm still so grateful to be a part of your day. I want to just jump right on in. Actually, this is an episode that has come to me through many, many, many requests in the DMs. So I think it's about time we talk about it. Let's get down to it. Let's get juicy. Okay, guys, we're talking comparison. (laughs) And I am not going to lie ever on this podcast. Dare. I'm not going to lie, guys. This is I'm still on a journey with this. I'm still trying to figure this out. And I'm still trying to work on it in my own life. So what I'm going to kind of be sharing with you guys today are a lot of the things I have realized and reflected upon some of the strategies I've used when I notice comparison and jealousy coming up in my life and how I kind of deal with that. And I don't want to say how I eliminate that because like I'm going to kind of explain, there are some ways to kind of actually use that comparison. And, you know, the word jealousy obviously is rooted in negativity, but there's ways to use these feelings for positive. And that's the spin I kind of want to put on this episode today. Okay, guys. So let's be honest. We compare ourselves to people in real life. Like, you know, that girl walks in the office and you're like, well, shit, I'm not as pretty as her. Well, shit, I'm not as fit as her. Someone walks in the gym. You're like, oh, gosh, wish I looked like her, you know, and I cannot count how many times in my past in my life, right? I'm 25 years old. How many times I've been in a room filled with human beings and I, for some reason, have told myself that I am the dumbest, the ugliest, the stupidest, the, you know, most unworthy to be there, whatever it is, I, I'm not going to say that you're alone in this. And what I am going to say is probably 100%, probably 100%. That's like a, you know, doesn't really go hand in hand, but 100% of people deal with this. I've never talked to somebody that they're like, nope, never compared myself to somebody. Nope. Never gotten jealous over somebody. Nope. Never had that issue. So guys, this is something that is very prominent. And especially with social media, that was kind of what I was going to start with, especially with social media. We find it so easy to, I like, I want hands. You know, I say this all the time and I can't see you raising your hand. So if you're in the car raising your hand right now, thank you, girl. If you're on a walk right now, looking like a crazy person, raising your hand, thank you, girl. But I want to see hands. How many of us have ever gotten into a black hole on Instagram stalking some random girl that we do not know. If you're a guy listening to this, you're probably like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if guys, I, truthfully, I'm not a guy. I don't really think I've talked to many guys about this topic, actually. So I'm not going to speak for the guys, but I will speak for women. And I can probably pretty confidently say that everybody has done that at one point or the other. Maybe it's somebody that you know, maybe it's somebody you don't know. But I guarantee, and this is just what I'm going to say to be real, Social media is a highlight reel. And I talk about this all the freaking time. And I know we know it. We, I know we hear about it. So that's, you know, this episode is going to be so much more than that. But, you know, right off the bat, guys, I take pride in how real I am on my social media. But I want you guys to know that I am still a human outside of social media. So you might look at my stuff. You might look at, you know, videos, pictures, posts, stories, whatever. And that's your only view of my whole day or of my morning or, you know, of how I looked that day, whatever it is, but just realize it's just a snippet. It's literally just a flash in the pan of my whole day. And I go out my day and I have moments where I look like a mess. I have moments where I am struggling. I have bad moments, hard moments, up moments, down moments, like everything. And so even if you follow and know somebody who you're like, wow, this person's so real on social media, like I just want you to know that they're still going through stuff too. And what you see on social media is not their entire life. And I'm going to just honestly make another kind of overarching statement. Most people on social media don't pride themselves in being really authentic. I think people pride themselves on having a pretty Instagram and a really great scheme and a really good preset and really good outfits. And, you know, they look like they're having a lot of fun, right? How many times have we been to an event and someone's like, oh my God, real quick, we need to get a cute picture. Okay. Fake laugh, <laughs> right? Like not saying that they're not really laughing at the event, but I'm just saying like, we know that that's how we treat our own personal Instagrams. So when we're looking at other people's Instagrams, like just take that into consideration and just realize that. And I know it's hard, especially in the moment when you're just like, you know, you're two years deep and you're like, what the heck? This girl is so perfect. Literally everything about her. Oh my God. She's so successful. She's so amazing. She's so positive. She's has this, she has that. She has the guy, she has the job. She has the success, all this sort of thing. Like just know you don't truly know what's going on in her life. Okay. And so that being said, what I want to start off with though, is truly the effects of comparison and jealousy, especially when you don't know the full picture. Okay. So these are things I've experienced. And so I'm just going to list them off and maybe you don't, you know, specifically think, yeah, I, I struggle with comparing myself or I struggle with jealousy, but maybe if you deal with some of these things, you'll kind of realize, okay, yeah, maybe this kind of, this can relate to me. Okay. So anxiety, anxiety of not being enough or, you know, anybody have social anxiety out there. I know that's a very real thing, right? Not knowing what to say, not knowing how to be, not knowing how to dress, not knowing how to show up, feeling nervous that people are going to judge you. All that kind of goes in because you have this idea of how everybody else is going to show up. And you're worried that you're not going to be enough. And I think a lot of this stems from how we see people showing up on social media, right? And then we have this expectation of ourselves to show up looking like X, Y, Z. And I'm not going to lie. I have dealt with this too, where, you know, you put on an outfit and you're like, oh my God, no, they're totally going to be wearing something, you know, better than this. Or 
and they're going to look more chill or more fashionable or more, they're going to have more of the in trend or whatever. And I know that's all the very like superficial stuff, but I know that people deal with that. And so that's a very real thing, social anxiety, or even just like anxiety of like worrying about how you're going to be portrayed based off of how other people are. And this can even be on social media, right? So maybe you have anxiety of how to show up on social media. Okay. So that's a very real thing as well. Okay. Self-worth issues. Yup. So if you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, I bet you're going to be constantly putting yourself down, which if you guys know, I talk about it all the time, the things that are your thoughts become your words, become your actions. So if you're constantly comparing yourself and feeling jealous over other people's lives and looks and, you know, personalities and successes and jobs and boyfriends and friend groups and all that sort of stuff, if you're constantly feeling jealous over those things, essentially you are saying to yourself internally and it it might even be like subconsciously that you are not good enough you know you don't look like her you don't feel like her you're not as funny as her you know and it's that constant comparison and so then you're jealous like of what she has or what he has or what they have or whatever right and so self-worth is definitely linked to comparison and jealousy and that's a real after effect and especially if you make this a common trend in your life comparing yourself to others self-worth and your self-image is going to be damaged and so that's something to be on the lookout for depression so there's actually a study done about depression linked with social media and i don't have the stats up right in front of me so i'm not going to like speak on it real quick but and i don't want to get like stats and numbers wrong and stuff but it's a very real connection depression and feeling like we're not good enough and we're not worthy and obviously depression is a mental illness and guys i struggle with it i'm very open about my mental health history and my mental health struggles and I deal with depression and, you know, I think there's definitely some that stems from comparison and, and that, but you know, me personally, I deal with mental health struggles that come from my family and just, and genetics. So, so anyway, that could be depression that stems from that, but depression can definitely stem from comparison and, you know, self-worth issues and self-image issues. And so, you know, that is a very real thing, feeling like there's not a point when you're not good enough or you're never going to amount to X, Y, Z because you're constantly looking at the facade and the, the, the pictures and the outward appearances of what others are putting out there. So, you know, that's a really real thing. The next thing is just negative thoughts, just constantly being negative to yourself, which kind of relates to self-worth issues, but just truthfully, I mean like repetitive negative thoughts and that is so damaging. Okay. The next thing is the feeling of keeping up with the Joneses. And I don't know, I hope you guys all know what I'm referring to by that. It's just kind of, you know, it's the saying of where you're peeping over to the neighbors and like, oh, they got a new car. Okay, I got to get a new car. Oh, their lawn looks good. Okay, I got to make my lawn look a bit, little bit better. Oh, they have this. Okay, I need to get this, you know, and constantly trying to just keep up, keep up, keep up. Well, the idea for me on this is that this actually leads to us losing sight of who we really are, losing sight of our true self and our true passions and, you know, what we really want out of life. And so this is definitely related. If you're constantly comparing and being jealous or keeping up with people on social media, like, you know, dig down to the roots, like, 
what what are you doing like are you are you really getting that new car because you want that new car and you would feel a sense of you know success and achievement and fulfillment from that new car or are you just doing it because people are going to give you you know the double tap on the instagram picture and the comment oh my god so jealous on the picture right and so i definitely think comparison has a lot to do with that and that's super damaging too because if you continue to lose sight of who you really are there are so many things tied up into that okay so those are just some of the things that i have related to this whole comparison issue right so let me get a thumbs up again i can't see you guys if you're with me okay like if you understanding and you have struggled with one or multiple of those things that i just talked about because i have and the only reason i list them is because i have dealt with them and truthfully I still do. Like, I'm not going to lie. You know, there's sometimes when I'm like, Ooh, I need this type of picture because she posted this type of picture and it looked really good and it made her look X, Y, Z. And okay, I'm going to try to do one like that. Right. Did I really want to post that picture because, you know, I felt inspired to pose in that way or to write a caption in that way, or am I trying to just keep up with other social media influencers? Right. So again, I, I just want you guys to know that like, I'm in this with you. I'm not talking down on you. But what has helped me? Because like I said, I've been dealing with this and I've definitely been able to work at it. I honestly don't believe it's something that controls my life anymore. And it's not something I really deal with consistently. It's more of something that if I'm not aware of it, it pops up and then I have to recognize it and kind of take these steps. So I have actually about six steps that, you know, steps is a weird word, but six steps tips, I guess. And they're not really in any specific order. So that's what makes it, you know, not a list of steps. They're a list of tips, six tips that I think might be able to help you guys through this because it's helped me. Okay. So number one is be aware of your triggers and avoid them. So what I mean by this, if you constantly realize that being around Becky has you feeling a certain way, recognize that. Take note of that. If you notice that every time you scroll past so-and-so's Instagram profile, you get a sense of, oh, I'm not as pretty as her, you know, and you start telling yourself negative stories, you know, take note of that. And what I mean by avoid that is truthfully, you don't have to feel any sort of way. Like you don't have to constantly put yourself in that position to be triggered in that way. So guess what? If you don't want to unfollow that person on social media, you can mute them and you can literally just choose not to see their stuff, right? Because sometimes it's hard, especially if you're in like a bad mindset day, because those days happen, right? So especially when you're feeling down and you're just kind of scrolling through social media and you pop on, you know, some girl from high school who is just bragging all over social media about how successful she is, whatever, whatever. And if you recognize that that makes you feel a certain way, choose to potentially unfollow that or not see that. You know, I'm going to actually talk about step five is actually going to talk about another thing you can do with that. But, you know, one possibility is removing the trigger from your life. You don't have to spend time with somebody who has you feel in a certain way every time you hang out with them, especially if it's negative, you know, and this goes hand in hand. You know, it doesn't even have to be comparison or jealousy. If somebody constantly is putting you down or making you feel less than, you know, choose to take control over that situation, 
and walk away from it. That's a very real possibility. I have definitely over the years, right? Like when I started my account, you know, there were certain people I followed because they inspired me. Then I got into bikini competing and bodybuilding and PC shows. And so a lot of who I followed were, you know, IFBB pros and fellow bikini competitors and other people that were prepping and, you know, ab inspirations. And honestly, a lot of like, you know, binge food pictures and cookies and giant burgers and all this sort of stuff. Okay. So that was what my feed was filled with while I was on prep. And if I'm being honest, like, is that like the healthiest? No, but that was a season of my life where I needed that inspiration of looking at people who had succeeded in the bikini competing world, who are IFBB pros, who have that, you know, that grit, that determination, who are in the sport. I needed to see that. I need to have my eyes set on that success. But after I stopped competing, and if you guys you know, again, this is getting into a whole nother subject, but I have a whole episode on competing and my thoughts on competing. So I believe that was like episode four with Casey Wilson, IFBB pro. But anyway, so there was a season in my life where that was what I wanted to follow and what I wanted to have on my timeline. A few months later, after I finished my shows and I reverse dieted and I was no longer prepping, I realized that some of those accounts were actually super triggering to me. I realized that I was constantly comparing myself when I stumbled across a girl that was in prep and I was very much not in prep. It would have me, you know, thinking certain things about myself. And I was like, you know what? This is at a point where it's not inspiring anymore. It's not something that, you know, I look at and I'm like, wow, I want to be there. I want to do that. It was actually something that made me feel like I said, triggered. And so I decided to unfollow a lot of accounts. Same thing with like the binge food, the cookies, the burgers. At a point in my life, that was what I was looking forward to after my show. Again, not the healthiest, I'm going to be honest. But after my show, once I had, you know, had that post-show meal and I kind of quenched that hunger, after that, I was like, what's the point? Why am I looking at this, you know? And so just taking that moment to reflect and think like, you know, what content are you consuming? And do I want to continue to consume this? Because you have control over that and you can avoid the things that trigger you. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is just, it kind of plays off that same thing. Just remember guys, that nobody can make you feel a certain way. You know, I think we say that all the time. Oh, you made me feel this way. Oh, your success makes me feel less than. Oh, your, you know, beauty makes me feel ugly. Your family makes me feel lonely, okay? Let's rephrase this. Let's shift and pivot a little bit because I I actually hate that phrase. And you, you know, guys, sometimes it does slip out of my mouth. I'm not gonna lie. But this phrase actually kind of pisses me off because it actually takes control out of my hands and puts that control into the hands of somebody else. And often, like, I I honestly, I hate releasing control and I don't want somebody to have control over my feelings, my emotions, the thoughts I have to myself and about myself. So what I have kind of rephrased that as and reframed that in my head, you know, I've decided to tell myself a different narrative. And that is that my emotions are mine and mine alone. And if I'm feeling something, I'm feeling it for a reason and it comes from somewhere. So, you know, sometimes when I feel these feelings, like let's go with the bodybuilding, the bikini example, when I realized that those accounts were no longer serving me, I had a realization and a reflection. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm no longer inspired by these people. You know, I'm no longer at a place where I look up to this. I am actually, I'm actually owning the fact that 
you know, I'm looking up to something different now. And I'm owning the fact that I don't want to see shredded abs all the time. And I don't want to feel a certain way. So I recognize that and I understood, right? And so when you can pinpoint, and I don't know if that's really even the best example, but if you're feeling something, it comes from somewhere. It stems from somewhere inside of you. Nobody is pulling that feeling out of you. It literally is sprouting from somewhere deep in you. So a lot of times, like if you're constantly comparing yourself to people, constantly comparing yourself to pictures, videos, strangers on the internet, honestly, that could be a a sign, a... (laughs) A moment where you realize that you have to get, you know, better on your self thoughts and your self image, right? So it can be a way that we phrase it positively. Instead of saying, you know, my self worth is so negative, you can say, you know what, I want my self worth and my self talk to be better. So I'm going to work on that, right? And then you take a proactive stance on that. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm explaining this one really well, but it makes a lot of sense in my head. So let me know if this makes sense to you. But pretty much the root of it is that nobody's like coming over, like nobody's popping out of these pictures and being like, hi, feel like shit about yourself, right? Like if you're feeling like shit about yourself, it comes from somewhere and you can pinpoint that and work on it. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so I actually have a quote here. Thomas Musweiler, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I hope so. Thomas Musweiler, he's a professor of organizational behavior. He describes comparison this way. It's one of the most basic ways we develop an understanding of who we are, what we're good at, and what we're not so good at. And I think that's kind of goes hand in hand with my point number two, is just that it doesn't have to be a negative. It can actually be a way for you to pinpoint what you want to work on and improve at it, right? So anyway, I love that. Okay, my next bullet point here. (laughs) Oh, and I'm actually going to correct myself. I have eight tips. So not six, I have eight. So if you are a number oriented person and you're taking notes, (laughs) change that up. It's actually eight. Okay, so number three is just remembering that social media is a snippet. And I know I talked about this in the beginning, but you know, what you're seeing on social media is truly just like an instant. It is one moment that that picture was captured. I can't tell you how many times, guys, I have known somebody who took a picture and then like proceeded to have the worst day ever or, you know, posted something right after something terrible happened with a positive message because they just felt like they had to show up in that way. So I just want you to know that not everybody is like super transparent on Instagram and that's okay. I'm not saying that Instagram social media has to be everybody's diary and, you know, it has to be all these things. I understand that people aren't necessarily comfortable all the time with giving personal details on social media and being that open. And that's totally fine. Totally up to each their own, right? But if you can just understand that, you know, everybody has a life outside of the content that they're posting, everybody's human. So everyone's going through the ups and the downs and the struggles and the wins and the losses and the grief and the hurt and the joys. Okay. So just because they're only posting their trophies on social media doesn't mean they're not experiencing losses. Okay. That was a huge thing I had to realize when I was really getting into social media. It's just like, you know, picture social media as a trophy case. Like you're not going to put your 12th place ribbon in your trophy case. You're that 12th place ribbon, that participation ribbon is probably going to go in a box in your closet. You know, you're going to save the trophy case for, you know, that first place, that second place trophy that you're so freaking proud of. Okay. Same thing with social media. 
Okay, number four on my list is realizing that there is the exterior view of somebody and then there's really what's going on inside. And this is different than my point just before with like social media is just a snippet. What I mean by this is like, guys, you can go look at a cute outfit on Instagram. You can go look at an awesome car. You can go look at somebody's house, somebody's career, whatever, whatever. Reality is people are not going to remember you based off of the outfit that you're wearing. They're going to remember how you made them feel. So if you can't show up in the cutest outfits and the best pictures and the best presets and the best cars on Instagram, that is okay. Do not stress yourself about this. Don't get anxious about this. Don't get depressed about this. Because honestly, guys, if you can just show up as a great human being and make others around you feel loved and important and special and happy, you're being a great human, right? And so I just want you guys to remember that it's not about the external things. Like social media is such a materialistic place, you know, cause it is, it is a picture platform. It's a video platform. Right. And so it's all about like views and likes and images and how it looks and filters and all that sort of stuff. But like guys in reality, like that's not what life's about. Like when, honestly, guys, when I die, nobody's going to write, she had 96,000 followers on Instagram. They people are going to remember the impact I had on them. They're going to remember how I made them feel. They're not going to remember how many followers I had or how many cute outfits I had in pictures on my Instagram feed. Okay. So if you don't have the best Instagram feed, don't stress yourself about it. That's not what life's about. Okay. Yes. Social media can be a great platform to impact people. And that is how I use it. And that is why I love it. But if that's not your scene, that is okay. Show up as an amazing human, love others, be kind to others, be good, right? Like spread positivity. That's what life's about. Okay. So like the whole comparison thing, is just like, so materialistic and it's so external and you know we're so much better than that and especially this community if you're listening to this podcast i know you care about impact and you know valuing others and being kind and all that so i just want you guys to remember that one okay number five is bada bing bada boom this has helped me greatly to combat comparison and jealousy and that is my power poses and positive affirmations <laughs> um so guys i talk about this all the time and I swear I've probably brought it up in every single episode that I've had on the podcast, but I'm so steadfast in the impact that power poses and positive affirmations have had on my life. Guys, positive thoughts flow to positive words, flow to positive actions, okay? It is the truth. And if you have positive thoughts going on constantly, especially starting your day, but if that is constantly going through your head and you've rewired your brain to instead of think about all the negative that you have about yourself, rewiring that to manifest positivity and love yourself and you know, know the things that you bring to this world and know the positives about that. Like if your brain is focusing on the positive of you, you are going to feel less comparison. You are not going to feel like trash when you see somebody in a cute outfit standing next to a cute car. Like <laughs> truthfully, you are going to be like, damn, that's so great for her. You know what? I bring so much more to this world and I I'm so proud of her. You know what? And it's going to come from a place a place of, you know, love for that person and positivity for that person instead of rooted in comparison and jealousy and negativity. So 
the way you think, the thoughts you think, it matters. And it actually has like a really large effect. And so for me, I think because I focus so much on positive affirmations and power poses every single day, that is part of my mindset routine. If you guys haven't listened to the episode about morning routines, you definitely should, because this is a part of my morning routine every single day. And yeah, because I practice that and I make that a habit within myself. Comparison and jealousy, honestly, is something that I don't struggle with every single day. Um, It comes and goes, like I said, I recognize it and then I can, you know, use it for good, but positive affirmations have a huge impact. So, okay, awesome. The next thing, number six, is having a gratitude list. Every day, starting your day with that. Okay, so what I mean by this is like, if you are very cognizant and on the forefront of your mind is what you're grateful for every single day, it's going to be harder to stumble upon something and be like, oh my God, I wish I had that. Oh my God, I'm so jealous that she looks like that. Oh my God, I da 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 da. Because on the forefront of your mind is going to be all the things that you're so grateful about. So what I like to do when I make my gratitude list is every single day I, I do start off my day with this gratitude list, and I really make sure that the things I write down on my gratitude list they are things that happened in the last 24 hours. So this allows me to kind of think of new things to really be like reflective on the last 24 hours and what has happened, and not just be like I'm grateful for my house and I'm grateful for food and I'm grateful for my mom, (laughs) which I'm grateful for all those things. But sometimes if that's what your gratitude list is, you don't really feel it in your being, in your gut, in your heart. You know, it just becomes something that, you know, spews out of your mouth because you feel forced to be grateful for those things, right? So instead, if you're like, you know, if you run out of gas one day and, you know, a stranger comes by and gives you some gas and, you know, saves your life, whatever, whatever. This is a really weird example. I don't even know where this came from, but maybe the next morning your gratitude list is going to be, you know, I'm thankful for generous strangers and helpful strangers. And that's such a random thing, but it's going to help you really reflect on the last 24 hours and remember the amazing thing that have happened instead of focusing on the negative, focusing on the things you you know, you could have and the things that you want to be better and the things that, you know, aren't as great as that girl on Instagram, you know? So having this gratitude list at the forefront of your mind is so important and it's definitely shifted the way I think about my reality. Okay. Number seven is huge for me. Find a way to use it as motivation and not resentment. So this honestly is a tip that takes practice and it, Honestly, the only way for this one to be done is you need to practice all the other ones Um, because I don't think there's a way for you to just like, you know, look at something that you instantaneously, you know, compare yourself to, get jealous about, then feel like shit about yourself and then, you know, spiral at this thing and then stop and be like, but wait, Annie said use this as motivation okay, this is great. Oh my God. I'm going to use this to get in the gym more. Like, you know, on the spot, I don't think you can really do that per se, but if you're practicing all these other things before, I think it's going to be a lot easier to remember, Hey, you know, this girl that just posted a fitness picture, you know, she's grinding her butt off. She is working for it. She's obviously putting in the time and the energy and the effort. Oh my God. That's so motivating. I'm so proud of her that's awesome. You know, she's in an amazing season of her life where she's able to do that. And I'm, you know, that's, that's inspiring, you know, instead of looking at it and being like, well, freaking lucky her, you know, lucky she can spend an hour at the gym and she's not running around chasing kids and dropping people off and, you know, going to school and taking this job and doing this side thing and all of it. Oh my God. I wish that I had an hour to spend at the gym. If I did, I would, I would have abs like that. You know, that 
there's two ways to look at that. Do you know what I mean? But, but definitely when I first started really focusing on how to channel comparison and jealousy and use it as good, it was tricky at first. Cause there's always that really like quiet voice that is like, ah, shit. Like, oh, I do wish that I looked like that. And I do wish that I had the motivation to do that. And I, and I don't, and I guess that means I'm shit. And, you know, so like it's a quieter voice, right? So it doesn't always come from a very like mean and negative and nasty place. It can just be a very quiet voice that is really, really deep within. And so I think this one is one of the hardest because it does take practice and it does take a, a perspective shift, which a lot of times is hard. Okay, then the last one is name your inner critic. And so, of course, you guys know I named my inner critic Becky. And actually, I talk all about this on one of my episodes. It's called We All Have a Becky. I forget what number that is. But anyway, go search for that. And it's actually kind of a different angle on that thought. But, you know, realizing that we all have an inner critic. Once you name her, so mine is Becky, she becomes like an alternate personality. And I, I don't want that to be like in a really like weird, crazy way. I want that to be in a way that allows it to separate and distance yourself from it. Like Becky is not me. Becky is, you know, a different form of myself. I'm not proud of her. She is the lowest version of myself. She is, you know, the self-conscious version. She is the, you know, the negative version. She is all like the negative traits of me, but she is not me. You know what I mean? So just that distancing is, is really helpful. But the thing about this is I think like we have the tendency to be like, shut up, Becky. No, Becky. Nope. 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 Okay. Becky's speaking, shut her up, quiet her down, pipe down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have this instinct to just make her feel stupid and irrelevant and, you know, shush her up and shove her down. But I want to offer a different perspective on this. So when your insecure voice, your inner critic, your negative Nancy, that voice in your head comes out, I want you guys to actually switch your perspective and speak to this version of yourself. Speak to her. Speak to Becky as if you're speaking to an insecure friend, okay? How would you speak to an insecure friend? I doubt you would be like, you know, let's say your, your insecure friend is coming to you and is like, I'm... I'm really feeling ugly today and fat and unworthy and lazy and worthless. If your friend came to you, I freaking hope you wouldn't be like, okay, shut the heck up. Do not talk to me about those negative things. Don't say it. Don't voice it. Don't be about it. Shut up. You're amazing. Bye. Like, <laughs> no. What would you do? You would approach that friend with love and understanding and compassion and you know what? Honestly, you would go to tell her all the amazing things about her. You would be like, you know what, Becky? No, you are gorgeous. Like you are so amazing. You're having an off day and that's okay. You know, we're human and we're allowed to have off days. So honor that part of you that's tired today. It's okay. Go take a nap, girl. You know, go take a rest day. That's okay. Get back at it tomorrow. You know, you would approach that insecure friend with just all those kind words and that love and it's like a warm hug right you would not stiff arm her and tell her to go shush up and you know shove her down so i want you guys to kind of take that approach and that's the approach i want you to use when you have that inner critic voicing up you don't have to shove her down and ignore her you can actually just approach her as 
an insecure friend, right? And and so for me, this helps me. Again, it kind of combines like the positive affirmations and stuff, but it it distances this voice from me. It allows me to not like not own the negativity, but instead confront the negativity and have a conversation with the negativity, right? And for me, that that just helps the whole process a little more. And this might at first, this might have you feeling crazy because you actually might like have small conversations with yourself. Like, no girl, you're amazing. You're so awesome. And like, you might feel so crazy, almost as crazy as forced laughter, which if you guys haven't listened to the episode of like the 10 things you need to do today, I talk about forced laughter, which is awesome. But anyway, you're going to also feel crazy doing this because you're you're literally having a conversation with yourself. But to me, it's super impactful and super beneficial, especially if you really are dealing with those daily occurrences of comparison and jealousy and negativity. Um, so that is number eight. Okay. Woo! I hope we really just cruised through those. Um, guys, comparison and jealousy and all of that, that is so, so normal. So don't belittle yourself and don't judge yourself for feeling those things. Instead, reflect on it. And I hope one of these tips helped you in some way, shape or form. I hope something kind of helped you alter your perspective and look at it from a different angle. That's all what we're about here on Let's Get Uncomfy. But yeah, a lot of these little tips, they are going to be uncomfortable. They are going to take a little bit of conscious effort because if you instinctively go to the comparison and the jealousy, it's going to be hard to recognize that and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. What are some of the tips Annie had? in this, you know? So I'd encourage you guys, maybe write these down, keep them in a note in your phone, because I know a lot of times just scrolling through social media, those feelings come up. And instead of just allowing it to be a part of your day and being like, whatever, it's, you know, comparison is normal. I'm always going to compare myself. I'm always going to feel jealous. I'm always going to feel less than instead of allowing that to be a place in your life, approach it and confront it head on right then and there. And that's what I've done. And, and it's helped me tremendously throughout the years. So guys, if you love this episode, screenshot it and let me know which tip one through eight is resonating the most with you right now in this season of life. I would love to hear from you guys. And, and that's it. I just want you guys to know and believe that you are beautiful and you are worthy and you are so capable and you're so freaking strong, girl. I know you're going through something really hard right now. And I know... I know you don't know if you can get through it, but I believe in you and I hope that that gives you some, you know, hope and makes you feel a little warm inside. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know who needed that, but I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you next time. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area. <laughs>